Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Happy October and happy boo good season. This is my favorite time of year when everything gets super cozy and like a little bit spooky and so much fun. And that is exactly what we are celebrating this month on the Do Good Radio Hour. We are going to be talking to some fabulous guests about boo good opportunities in Central and Appalachia, Kentucky, from zombie walks and black cat chases to local ghost stories and some ghost walks. We are getting a little something for everyone. So join us here every week on Spotify, Apple Music, and Radio Lex for all the boo good fun. Today's guests are super boo goody. They are two of the owners and operators of the historic Ross Theater in Cynthia, Kentucky, and as a staple location in the community, these friends helped save the theater from closing nearly 20 years ago and have turned the theater into a hub for arts, culture, fun, and spookiness for the whole community. They join us today to talk about their upcoming ghost walks and a few of the famous stories they'll be sharing while you're on the tour. Here are the wonderful James Smith and Philip Nickerson. How are you? Great. How are you? Great. I'm doing good. Thanks. Okay, this is my favorite part of the season when it comes to doing this podcast because we call this the Boo Good Radio Hour instead of the Do Good Radio Hour because it's all about spooky stuff. And I'm so excited that you're here because you all have a lot going on. So why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us who you are and what you all do? Okay. Well, uh, I'm James Smith. I'm one of the owners of the Ross Opera House in downtown Cynthiana, but I'm also the mayor of Cynthiana, Kentucky as well. So I wear two hats. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Cynthiana is uh, pretty well known for our Halloween and fall kind of themes. We're Mm -hmm. uh, a major destination this time of year, and uh, the creators of The Walking Dead are also from Cynthiana. Yes. That's so fun. And tell us about Ross Opera House. How did that get started, and really, what do you all do? Well, the Ross Opera House is uh, one of the oldest theaters in the state of Kentucky. It was mm-hmm. built in 1871, and probably uh, about 18, 19 years ago, it was closing up. 
and myself, Philip, and another one of our friends from high school got together and we decided not to let it close, mm. that we wanted this old theater to stay open. And so we started renting it and eventually bought it. And now uh, there's four of us that run it. And uh, it's quite the adventure. And what does programming look for you guys? Like, I know that you all have a lot going on in October, but year round, is there movies that are shown? Is there live music? How does that work? Well, we do uh, first run movies mm. every Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Great. And then we'll also, we have a theater group that comes in and they do anywhere from two to three plays a year as well throughout the mm. year. And we'll also, we've tried just about everything. We do two, probably two music concerts a year. We have a uh, songwriters thing that we do the second Thursday of every month to where we have people come in and they are they play just the songs that they've written. We'll have mm. three three guests and then we have a host that hosts that show for us. And that's in the original part of the theater called Aeolian Hall. Mm. And they come and do that second Thursday of every month. Now, before we get into all of the spooky stuff, which I've never heard any ghost stories from Cynthiana. Oh, really? I'm from I'm originally from Harlan County and then moved to a place called Greensburg, Kentucky, which is very south central. Um, but I've kind of like bounced around to different places. So I've only been in Lexington for two years now. And so getting to hear all these like little pockets of communities makes me so happy. And I'm so excited to hear your all stories. But tell me why the Ross Opera House was such an important building for you all to save from this closing and what it means to the city of Cynthiana just like as an establishment? Well, I, I think if you go back to the the last, the Great Recession, you know, mm -hmm. the early 2000s, uh, small towns like Cynthiana was hit very, very hard. Uh, and Cynthiana was, was no exception. Uh, the, we had the theater and then one restaurant downtown mm -hmm. and the rest was either lawyers' offices, insurance offices, or junk shops. Right. And so on a Friday or Saturday, everything was closed down. And so when we heard that the theater was closing, we thought if the theater closes, the town might as well dry up and die because right. there's nothing to bring people downtown. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how we started. It was a kind of save the theater, save the city kind of thing. And uh, I'm not saying we're going to take credit for <laughs> the, the whole revival of Cynthiana, but Cynthiana is a totally different city now yeah. than it was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. and, and a big part of that is the people we bring downtown. And the ghost stories is a big part of that. When we started doing the Cynthiana Ghost Walk, and we're in our 17th year this year. Oh, wow. Uh, a thousand people a year. At least. Take it. Oh, my gosh. From southern Ohio, Indiana. We've got a group from Illinois, Louisville. They come to small town Cynthiana to walk around and hear our stories, the stories me and Philip grew up with. Not, well, not to mention one of the <laughs> things of saving the theater. It was a place that we all, growing up right. in Cynthiana, that's where we went. That was yeah. all we, I mean, you could either go to the swimming pool or you went to the... The movie theaters at night, and we would walk from wherever we lived in town to go to the movies, and that's just not something we wanted to, to disappear. We love the old building, and it's beautiful. It is so gorgeous. So I'm glad it stuck around. Oh, we are too. Good. Yeah, it, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And how long have you guys been in charge of the building? Uh, ni nineteen years. Nineteen years. Yeah. Do you still love it? We do. Good. I, I do. Uh, <laughs> we, I mean, we we still spend, like, I'm recently retired oh, yay. from Toyota, so now I spend even more time there doing yeah. things that we've always wanted to try to get done 
now I have the time to actually do it. It's still just, I love being there. I love when the place fills up and there's mm. energy in the building. And that's what you, you got to love it for those right. reasons, because we're not making any money doing it. <laughs> <Right. I> mean, <laughs> now, is there opportunity for people who want to get more involved with the theater to come in and volunteer? Absolutely. Or? We need, we're, we're doing Shakespeare's Hamlet as a live play in November. So fun. We could use ushers, you know, people to do light sounds, you know, and then the next play we could use actors. And mm-hmm. th- there's always ways to volunteer. And how can people get in touch with you to learn more about that? I guess our website, website would be the best way, uh, www.rossoperahouse, and Ross is spelled R-O-H-S, mm-hmm. rossoperahouse.com. Uh, there's a link there to contact us and email us. Mm. And also through Facebook. Yes. Messenger on Facebook. That's where we get a lot of messages and questions. And mm. Or just come to a ghost walk in October and come up and, and introduce yourself <laughs> and say, hey, I want to... Let's talk about these ghost walks. All right. What can people expect on a ghost walk? Oh, just about anything. <laughs> it's uh, we actually we also do ghost hunts. Oh. We also have groups every fr- just about every Friday and Saturday night year round. <gasps> we have groups from all over. So this is not in just an October thing. No, the ghost walks no. are just in October, but, but the ghost hunts of the building are year round. <gasps> every fr- just about every Friday and Saturday night, completely year round. We have people that come in and spend the night at the opera house. Have you ever found anything? We have. Well, if you come and do the ghost walk, <laughs> you will see. The ghost walk itself yes. is an hour tour around town with just the local ghost stories that we've all known uh-huh. our whole lives. David Sheely and Margaret Gowdy and things of that nature. Mm. And then at the end, about a 30-minute presentation just on the theater itself <gasps> with things that ghost hunting groups from around the country have given us. And we make a 30-minute presentation at the end of the ghost walk just on the building. So you'll hear voices that's been captured. You'll Videos. We've got pictures. Uh, we, I've done ghost walks different places. I used to live in Savannah, Georgia. Uh-huh. That's where I was stationed in the military. So I've done ghost walks in Savannah and different places. And this with ending in the opera house and getting to experience some of the actual, not ghost stories, but videos right. and pictures and things like that makes our ghost walk just so much different. And and we've had uh, people setting through this presentation we do at the end have experiences <gasps> with some of our ghosts, Stop. especially women. Why, why is that? What, why well, is it? we think that there's some children spirits uh, in the theater. Okay. Yeah. And so women will have their hair played yeah. with or... Are their shirts tugged their, on? Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh! Do you all ever get nervous being in there by yourself? Well, last night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we, glad you brought it up. <laughs> we were meeting last night at 8:30, and it's it's already getting dark by 8:30. Uh-huh. So I walk in the front door of the theater, and I hear a woman singing in the main theater. Stop. <laughs> And, like, no one was there? Nobody was there. I thought at first somebody was there working on the set for the next play. But mm-hmm. then I look in there, and all the lights are off. And I know none of us spend time in the theater with the lights off. No, that's so, the first thing we do. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rule number one. So I had only taken, like, four steps in the theater. So I turned around and immediately walked back out and called Philip here and said, Hey, get down here, because I'm not going inside by myself. Correct. So. So have you ever experienced anything like that? Pretty much the same things. You can, uh, a lot of ghosts, they talk about the energy that the paranormal has and stuff. Uh And there's been times where you'll walk in the building and you'll get about five feet in and you can tell Mm. 
you can you can feel the energy that there's something going on, and yeah. we'll, you we'll know hear, we'll always you're not alone. Hear, <laughs> hear whistling. Just be walking through the theater, and it'll be somebody whistling a little tune, and you'll know for a fact that you're the only one in the building. Oh, but you'll still hear the whistling, and you'll still hear gosh. the footsteps and the laughter. That's what makes us think more about the children. Is but we hear a, a lot of times we'll hear laughter. I mean, I guess if you're going to hear anything. Laughter from little kids yeah. is not the worst thing <laughs> to hear. Right. A lot less scary right. than it could yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> Were you all ever skeptics at all? Or oh, have you I, always kind I, of believed? No, I think we've all we all were skeptics when we started. Uh-huh. We had no I, I don't think I, I truly don't think I had an idea. Right. That this place was you always hear ghost stories of course. everywhere. That's but until you actually come in and you spend enough time there, you'll either be convinced or you'll have something <gasps> going on where I just can't explain it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What are some of your favorite ghost stories from Cynthiana? One of my favorite, uh, uh, we tell this one in the old jail. There's an old jail mm-hmm. in Cynthiana. So we get to go in that and take the group inside there. So cool. So it was built in 1880. So it's like an old, old yeah. jail. And uh, But we tell the story of David Sheely. Uh, mm. Now, David Sheely supposedly murdered his wife. Uh, back in 1847. Uh, whether he did or not, we don't know. But, that but is what he is was it. accused for, of it after a drunken fishing trip. Him and his mm. buddies went out fishing one night, got drunk, and he came home and Maybe supposedly murdered his wife. His wife. Yeah. But there was a trial. He was sentenced to hang from the neck until dead. Mm. And so he was taken to a hill on the north end of town and put on the gallows. And uh, all he said, he, he said, if an I killed Nancy. I don't remember it. Mm. I didn't have anything against her. Right. And so they they hung him there. And we believe that's the last hanging in the state of Kentucky. Oh, wow. But that was there in Cynthiana, and they took his body and they buried it. Uh, Well, that night, a local doctor went up and dug up the body of David Sheely and took his bones for his medical practice. He was trying to cure something. Which was also not like an uncommon thing, right? Am I I, I wrong about that? I don't know. Okay. Back then, it may have been more common. It may have been very common. You shouldn't do that now. You're not trying to cure something. You're not going to dig up old Aunt Martha. Yeah, don't do that. You know, a convicted killer, wife murder, nobody cared about. So he dug up his bones, and he's passed his bones out to other doctors. Uh, and shortly after that, the ghost of David Sheely started to appear. People would see him out on lonely country roads. Uh, he jumped on the horseback behind someone who was riding from Oxford, Kentucky, to Cynthiana. Oh uh, so th- these stories just started to be told all over the uh-huh. country. So we tell some of those stories. Uh, but then after a while, the doctor decides that it's probably his fault that David I'd is say. is. <laughs> Running the countryside. So yeah. he gathers up all the bones, but before he can bury them, he passes away. Get out. Mm-mm. And this box of bones gets passed on to his only heir, his daughter. And she keeps them in his, her house for a while. Now, I'm sure that if you've got a box of bones, that's exactly what you would do, Yeah, right? just put them up in the closet. <laughs> that's right. Maybe put them in a little shadow box, <laughs> yeah. hang them up. <laughs> yeah, really. That, that's what she does. And uh, that night, uh, there's one night her husband goes away for business, and she's home with a friend, and she hears a knock at the door, and she goes down and looks outside, and nobody's there. And then the house gets really, really cold, and she hears footsteps in the house. And so the next day, she takes the bones, and she buries them at the hill. 
finally. And finally. Mm-hmm. And, and here where he was uh, yep. buried originally. Okay. Yeah. And so the ghost isn't seen from that point on. Oh. But they say that 30 years after the murder of his wife, Nancy, there's a man on his deathbed in Maysville, Kentucky, who wants to get something off his chest. So he calls for the local <sighs> a priest to confess that it wasn't David who had killed his wife. It was him, his name. He was one of his drunk drinking buddies that evening. Yeah. So David was hung for a crime that he did not commit. Well, I would also be mad. We think. I'd be coming back, too. I'd be upset. So so that's one of the stories. I mean, we told that, it here in about five minutes, but we, we tell it in about 15. You know, uh-huh. we, we flesh it out a little bit more, but it's a really cool story. This is something that I'm super interested in. So you just said that this is something that you've heard this is forever. Yeah, this is a story that I heard my whole childhood was the David Sheely story. What is it about ghost stories in particular that kind of builds a community around a specific space? Do you know what I mean? Like, these are things that connect everybody who's from Cynthiana. Right. What do you think that is? Yeah. The mystery, maybe? Yeah, yeah. That could be what it is. Uh-huh. Because you know, now a lot of the unsolved mystery podcasts are very popular. People, right. people And people watch Netflix-ish episodes mm-hmm. of, you know, unsolved mystery. So did David kill his wife or... Did he not? No one's been able to find this supposedly written confession. Uh huh. So again, that's more story. Did Mm -hmm. someone really confess? Did they not? It's it's written in the records, but nobody can can find it. So I also think it's really interesting that he was showing up on the back of horses because you know in ghost stories now there's always that someone ends up in your back seat. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's right. Well, there was no cars back then, so (laughs) back seat of the horse. They love it. Do you have another one for us? Uh, well, we have uh, one of our one of our most prominent spirits that we have actually in the theater. Yes, is a woman, mm. and she wears a long white dress. She's up, she's been seen several times throughout history and throughout time, and they've passed along the stories of. And we call her our Lady in White, mm. or the Lady of the Opera House, and she's one of those spirits that is uh, one of our business partners. Roger has actually seen her on a couple different occasions, and she's one of those. She doesn't interact. She uh-huh. doesn't. Talk to you, or she just—you'll just see her walk in the halls. She's just and there. She just, she's just there. Do you all have any idea about like her backstory or why she's there? We, or uh, we've heard different things that she may be, maybe was a re- relative of someone back in the 1930s or sometime in that era where she was just coming to the theater to see her husband mm-hmm. or her boyfriend, and now her spirit is stuck there at the opera house. Because I've heard that uh, they say that like. Some ho- like hospitals and things like that nature aren't really haunted as much as like a theater or mm-hmm. a school because your spirit has fun at this location and it's a positive location. So when you right. pass away, your spirit tries to go someplace positive. They want to be in that like right. happy space. Right. And that's what we believe it could be. That was someplace that she thoroughly enjoyed going on a daily basis to see her husband or whatever. And now she comes back and roams the theater. Uh. Is there a place in Cynthiana that you all have heard stories about where you're like, I'm not going to go there because you're a little creeped out by it? Or on the opposite hand, is there a place where you're like, we've got to go there every year? Like, we have to make sure that this is part of the walk. Uh, some of the places on the walk, there, there's a there's a place on the walk that uh, it used to be an old hotel, mm. but now it's just some apartments. And a little boy supposedly went missing there. Mm. Uh, during a big fire in downtown Cynthia. This was back in 1891, uh, mm-hmm. so late 1800s. Uh, 
that's always on our walk because people just seem to love that story. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's a kid right. and that just tugs on your heartstrings a little bit. So uh, yeah. that's that's one of the. That's like one of the big ones. Yeah, that one. Uh, people love coming in the opera house. And again, like Philip was saying, we don't know who the lady in white is. Uh-huh. We don't know who the children are, but they're none of the ghosts that we know of seem malevolent right are evil mm-hmm. they just seem very playful mm-hmm. so is there this is such a bizarre question as somebody who is not a skeptic i very much believe in you know the energies and the connections and all of those things is there a special connection that you have with some of the ghosts meaning that like they are also a part of Cynthiana history and you are a part of Cynthiana history does that like kind of culminate somehow well I, I think at the theater because that's where we have the most experience right because we're in there every week uh, Roger one of our other partners has seen the lady in white mm-hmm. several times so I think she has some kind of a connection or feel safe with him Uh because none of the rest of us have ever seen her right now there's a little boy spirit that seems to love messing with me Mm. uh he loves to scare (laughs) me and the reason we know that is we had a medium come Ah. in one time and she didn't know any of us or Uh none of this stuff is online you can't go look up i know i tried and and get the stories anything uh but she said, there's a little boy ghost here, and he loves to mess with the tall white man. Hilarious. And of the four of us, I'm the That's tallest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so she said, he he scares so easily that this boy just loves to. That's fantastic. So, so whenever I'm hearing something, it, it's I'm saying, all right, boy. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you think is your biggest hope for like this season of the theater or what the future of ghost walks look like? You know, we thought when we started this that 17 years ago, we uh-huh. started the ghost walk. And the way that kind of started is I had taken one in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh-huh. And I came home and I told Roger, who was always the ghost expert in town. Sure. He knew all the stories. I said, we should start a ghost walk. We know enough stories. And he said, okay. And so I put an ad in the local paper. I expected like, 10 people to show up. Sure. We walk out the door that first night. There's 60 people who showed up for our very first walk. That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Yes. And and that first year, we had 1,000 people do it. And we said, well, this will eventually die down. Die down. It has not. Last year, we had 1,100 people come to Cynthia to take our walk. So so every Friday and Saturday, we do four of them back to back to back. Seven thirty. We have... We have four storytellers, so we all tell the same stories, just kind of in a different Different, style. Uh, And so it hasn't slowed down. Uh, And one of the things we tell our the folks that come take it is all the money we take. We don't get paid. We Uh don't take money. It all goes back to restore the theater. Yeah. And so everything we make in October helps us get through January, February, and mm. March when there's no good movies coming out. And, right. You know. It's Oscar season. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's what we hope when we look at the ghost walk and we look at other things we do. We're just wanting to keep this building that we went to when we were kids mm. alive and well for our kids and our grandkids to enjoy. Now, do people need tickets? How do they get tickets? Uh, they do need like? tickets. Okay. 
because we, we we keep our walks small. Thirty yeah. people is max because we want you to have a great experience. Right. Uh, the days of fifty or sixty people, you know, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. you have to shout, and it, it's not a good experience. So mm-hmm. we keep our groups small, and they all sell out before that night. So people really need to go to our website, rossoperahouse.com, and buy tickets before before they get there. And it's a rain or shine event. So oh, amazing! We've walked in rain, snow. Uh, and we dress up. I mean, we if you've seen pictures, go the look up Cynthia and Ghost Walk. Time. I wear a top hat and Do you uh, encourage other people to dress up? Sure. Oh my gosh. We would love that. Love that. Yeah. I will. Get into I, it. I will be there. All right. Now, before we go, I always ask people who tell me ghost stories this because you always hear the the lady in white. She's in the white Victorian dress and she's walking around. I feel like all of the little boys who are in ghost stories have suspenders and like the little <laughs> newspaper hat. What do you think it's going to look like in 50, 100 years when it's just us? Like I'm in leggings and Nike tennis right. shoes. Do you think that they're still going to? Well, I don't think we'll be as cool of a ghost. As right. I was like, I don't think I'm going to be as scary. Yeah. There's this one ghost on our story that we tell in the 1812 building. Uh-huh. Uh, he was from the fire, the one that the fire was in 1891. So he has knickers, a black knickers and a white collarless shirt. Well, he's been seen by people who've run businesses in this building or yep. who've, who've rented apartments. And they all describe him as dressed like a little kid out of you know the 1890s. Uh, and so you can kind of date it date that ghost then but that's you know. hilarious i love it okay give us the website one more time okay it's House. no dots and ross is spelled r-o-h-s operahouse.com and when you go there you'll see our ghost walk there and any other events if you want to come see hamlet or we do some really cool stuff around movies we make them experiences so we've got a polar express experience at christmas and we do an elf uh pub run (gasps) and movie experience where uh, during the movie during the snowball fight during elf everybody has snowballs and oh so fun they fight in the theater and you're encouraged to shout out your favorite lines or Yeah, Santa, I know him. So uh, all those Hi, things. Buddy. So so we do all you know, kind of things like that. Just look at our website or our Facebook page, and you'll see some of the cool stuff we do. Because awesome. ghosts may not be everybody's thing. Sure. But uh, probably half the people that come to the ghost walk don't believe in ghosts anyway. They're there for the— Which makes it more fun. The fun. It is. Yeah. And we tell them, well, we'll try to convert you by the end yep. of the night. So. Uh-huh. You're going to need to start keeping a tally of all the people, all the skeptics you flip. That's right. We should. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And You're welcome. Maybe next year when it's close to Christmas time, we can come back and talk about Elf and oh, yeah. all of those fun things. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. 
You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lux, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lux, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.